Welcome to the Soul Patch Podcast, the podcast where three American expats explore different topics related to living and working in South Korea. With a combined 45 years of living experience in Asia, there are plenty of stories to tell. So, pop in your headphones and make yourself comfortable. It's time for the Soul Patch Podcast. Yeah, since we're since we're here without Jack today, what should we talk about? <laughs> I, I've seen a couple of things in the news. Talk about actually, Jack. Are, are, <laughs> talk about talk about Jack. Talk some smack about. Jack. He's going to listen to this later. That's, that's the problem with, with public. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, when when you listen to this, we, we were only saying good things before we hit record. Um, no, I, I saw a couple of things on the news recently about the the incoming president because you know we just had the the election, right? And I, I don't want to go political or anything because that's just not fun and i don't know much about it although did you saw it did you see the the election results for it this was a crazy politicized election yeah i mean i i heard about it from my girlfriend i didn't really watch it right. too closely i mean i live in oh, I mean, same city. yeah i mean i you can't avoid it <laughs> like right but it was yeah i mean they the guy won you won by only 0.7 percent yeah that's crazy this was a very tight election the, the country was very split over this so what do you, and do you, think, I don't know. There's, do you think it's like the increase in participation i don't know what actually the numbers of uh people who voted were for this korea generally has tends to have a decent amount of people who turn out for for elections i think like 70 80 percent i'd have to, to oh, look wow. for this one okay maybe it's maybe it's closer to like 60 70 um but more than in the states, which you know it was like maybe fifty percent or something like that. Uh, but for this one, I don't know why it was so close. I mean, well, it was close because, <laughs> from what I was seeing, uh, everyone hated everyone. <laughs> this was a very like vote not for who you want, but vote against the person you don't want kind of election, and it was so yeah, it was very politicizing about about that. But I don't know too much about each of their individual policies. I know a little bit about either, but. That's not so important. Um, what I have seen, though, because so Yoon Suk Yeol won, he's going to be president in May, I think, is when it kicks in. So we've got like another month and a half or something. Um, and so I've seen, I think, some fun stuff to be, to talk about today, like things that might be changing in Korea. So there's, there's three things, two that he's talking about and one just other article that I sent you yesterday. But first, um, he has said, Yoon Suk Yeol has said that he wants to put Korea back on the nuclear power grid basically. Mm-hmm. And I think this is an interesting thing because it's not really politics. It's just, you know, energy, um, which is politics, but uh, because I'm not sure how much, you know, like Jack and I actually talked about uh, this in one of the times that, that you didn't make it. Uh, Korea is really good at nuclear power, like really good at nuclear power. Um, Jack was telling me last time they export nuclear power to other countries. So if another country is like, yo, we want a nuclear power plant, like and they don't know how to make it they're like call korea up and and korea sends people to go and, and build it but even though korea is really really good at nuclear power they have very few plants here actually i should have looked this up yeah i was gonna say i wasn't i wasn't aware of that I, I think i knew there was at least a nuclear power plant i didn't know that it was something that um was in any way like a dominant thing like you know doing a lot of like i do a lot of rural traveling in this country like cycling hmm. I don't think I've ever seen cooling towers here. Right. So there, th- that's the thing though. 
Korea is really, really good at it, apparently, from what Jack was telling me before, but there's not very many nuclear power plants actually here. They don't like nuclear. Okay. And this was a political thing. This was because when, when Moon, the current president, when he got into office, this was not long after, um, it was a couple years after, remember Fukushima in, in right. Japan? That was, like, that was already shit, a bunch of years ago. Um, Koreans, people were just scared of nuclear power. And especially because a lot of the nuclear power plants here are relatively old. They're getting to that point where like they just needed to be updated. But you know, nuclear power, and I don't, I'm not an expert at all, but it's quite safe. Like when done correctly, it's 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 quite safe. But Moon was responding to people who were you know, scared of nuclear power, and so he basically was like, "No more. Like I'm I'm stopping nuclear power, and we're just gonna go with with coal, which is shitty." because it just creates a lot of pollution. Yeah, I mean, especially so, considering like, um, I mean, again, I don't know the numbers on stuff like this, but uh, air quality in Korea has been an issue since I've lived here, since we've lived here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, one of the two of those is going to contribute a substantial amount more <laughs> than the other. Right. Um, yeah, like, if, so if I look at Wikipedia, just really quick, I just loaded up, there's like, it's listed under like coal, fuel, natural gas, and nuclear. Coal has a list of like 20 or so, just, you know, rough estimate, maybe 30 different like power plants. Fuel oil has three, natural gas has like seven or eight, and nuclear has like one, two, three, four. And there's four nuclear power plants. So far fewer than it. Um, and so this is something that Yoon suk basically is like, we're going to make more more nuclear. And that's that's one of the things that he's, that he's going to do. Is going to build yeah they're gonna they're gonna start going to more to more nuclear plants which is seems like a good thing considering that korea has is they're so good at nuclear tech i didn't realize that at first so Mm -hmm. that that seems cool because that's another thing about korea is they want to you know be environmentally friendly and nuclear is not environmentally friendly necessarily but korea is not very able to do renewable resources no, why is that? I mean, I guess like maybe like like the landscape for wind. I mean, like hydroelectric. There's like the in Chuncheon. There's that gigantic dam. Yeah, is that apparently? I, I don't know enough about it. They're they're able to do some renewables, right? Like they've got a couple of dams, and I mean, you'll see wind power plants. I mean, I'm sure you've seen them tons of times on your bike rides if you're in Jeju. You know, there's there's those wind turbines all over the place, but they're not able like just based on topography. Basically, Korea isn't able to generate enough. Yeah. Renewable energy. I do see some, some effort. I mean, going all the way back to when I moved here, I was very surprised um, at how much, how many, not just how many, where you find solar panels going all the way back to when I arrived in Korea. If you go to the countryside, you can see what, I don't want to say like poor farm. I mean, you're not talking about like their economy, but like, not like a, you know, I'm talking about like a small little hamlet, a little village. Mm -hmm. And on top of like the person's little shed or whatever, you're you're looking at the roof and it's like, wait, that's a that's a whole, that whole thing's a solar panel. Um, hmm. no. I, I noticed that more, or even even in the city when I used to live in Itaewon, my next door neighbor, I could from my balcony, I could look down on his roof, and he had his a rooftop garden like most you know, a lot of rooftops. yeah, rooftop gardening is great. Yeah, and uh, he had an awning that was put up 
and it was all hmm. solar panels. If I look out my window right I now, I bet I could probably point to some. Uh, I'm trying to think if I go up to my roof. I've, I mean, I've looked out from my roof a bunch. I know there's an, a house just that way. They've got a big uh, solar power, like our solar panel thing, but they're the only one that I can think of around. So there's at least one or two, but not many more. Yeah, Most of the houses are- I noticed they're more common it. in the countryside. So have you, you ever seen i saw like this low, uh, post on reddit maybe they're used like you know if you have uh, like a utility shed or something you know and it's for a low power thing or it's not like for your house. that makes sense that actually also makes sense because in the countryside you're going to see a lot more privately owned buildings you know like some family owns their house right? yeah whereas in in korea you know a lot of people are living in in villas where like you don't oh, that's, own that's the place where point, you're living right um, or you're living in these massive apartment buildings where, of course, you own your apartment, but you don't own the building. And so that's up to, to the owners for that. Right. You're not going to mod your apartment as much as your house with something especially like that. That's a huge yeah. question. Have you ever seen, um, I've, I've seen this post on Reddit a couple of times. It, people are like, look at what South Korea has. And, and then someone, of course, in the comments, like, it's only one small section. But um, there's apparently there's a bike path somewhere it's like in between like a couple of freeways and the bike path is completely covered by a, a solar awning like you just ride in the shadow of solar have you, have you seen that have you, yeah have, on the bike path, it, there's, where it there's, is. even in the city you can find that is it around like Yangjae? um there yeah i mean there's there's a bunch of little solar installations on the on the bike paths like um you've seen this the their lamps and the lamps have a uh, solar panel on the backside. There's some cute ones. I forget which tributary they are. It's one of the little tributaries in, into the Han somewhere. Um, I know there's some listener that's going to be like, yeah, I know exactly where that is. It's, it's near, it's in the city. <laughs> they look like sunflowers, but the center of the sunflower is a solar panel. Mm. There's other ones I've seen. I think these are also in the city. It might, again, might be on one of the bike trips, but they're like solar panels combined with a small little wind turbine. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, it looks like a, like a pinwheel, you know, like a little kid would use, like a little toy. But <laughs> but they're it's pumping up some energy. Uh, and it's kind of funny, you know, it's got a little solar panel, little wind turbine, and but it's enough to turn that light on and keep it on for most of the night, I imagine. Um, right. And I, I've I've biked at night past some of those, and the illumination. I mean, it's bright. It's like a like it's plugged in. I mean, I guess. Right. Yeah. So I guess there, there is a decent amount of like small renewables here in korea but from what i understand and again i'm far from an expert but from what i understand the korea just doesn't have the ability to do to generate enough for you know the entire country to go to switch to completely really renewable like they can do some wind they can do some um hydroelectric is it also called or not i guess tidal is kind of a thing but you know korea doesn't get a lot of waves and so that's not a huge i think it's possible to get a little bit yeah. but but not a lot yeah. Yeah. I don't like thinking of like, uh, again, like what you see when you're out in the countryside here, the wind turbines. I mean, I've seen you know, Jeju maybe, but hmm. I don't know, man. Like there's just, I've definitely seen them in Jeju. A it's a lonely place, you know, it's a very really hilly country. Yeah. Yeah. You've got these really short stack um, mountains that you're, um that's a that we could do a, we could do a whole episode on geography let's bookmark that because that's a really neat thing about this place 
it doesn't just affect like, hey, if you like bike trips, it affects things like dialect, right? Um, yeah, true. The history of, of Korea, the division of, of, the, of the peninsula. It's um, the geography. That's the politics. If we go back into that, politics yeah, is very split by region. Yeah, which is, um, it's really kind of a fascinating thing. If you look at the, the, um, the geography, you can, you can see that there's not a lot of, what do you call it, arable land? like for farming mm. it's not a lot of flat yeah. it's all lumpy so the the farming areas like push right up to the hills right to the edge right to the, the, the foothills of the mountains the and i can't imagine there being like huge fields available for wind turbines right exactly that's actually one thing that that's one reason that North and South Korea would, would benefit. And this is a total different topic, but, but benefit from reunification because they have very different types of lands and things like that. And so surprisingly, even though they're so close to each other. Um, and so they'd be able to, to benefit a lot from, you know, South Korea has, has the mountains and these types of things. And North Korea has a bit more like farmlands and things, things like that. Um, well, well, if, I, t- tying that back to, to the president elect, What's his stance on North Korea? What's his? He, I, I think he's going to be harder on North Korea. He's conservative. What does this, what does this mean? So, like, I mean, I've heard this, but what does it mean? I don't. I mean, like, Moon was trying to be friendly, you know, like, and and I think we're going to see. Yeah, he was like famous for the, the soft approach. Right. I think we're going to see Yoon Suk Yeol being much more like. Um, he's very much on. Uh, he's like pro America, pro. And, and so, you know, America tends to take the hard approach on, on North Korea as well. And so I, I think we're going to see that type of, like, they're just going to push a little bit harder, not give them as much, maybe just make more demands in general. But I'm not really an expert on that. Hmm. I asked some of my students, uh, maybe it was, was it last week, week before last, uh, in, they were interested in um, social welfare uh, majors. Hmm. And so I'm talking to this group and you know, one-on-one, you know, we're doing like a yeah. conversation debate. So I'm, I'm, They're fun I'm, to talk I'm to. hopping chairs and talking to, to individuals. So it's not like a, a, like group pressure to agree with the group or whatever. And um, I was asking them what they thought about uh, the election and what they thought about uh, how they mm. feel about reunification. And it's a fun question, mm. I think, to mm. ask 20 year olds, you know, these are all freshmen. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's a, they're, you know, a generation away from us and getting there. And uh, yeah, it was unanimous. Um, every student was against reunification and the, mm-hmm. unanim- the reasoning was unanimous as well, which is that the, there's absolutely no benefit to South Korea. Mm. And maybe this is, they all just came from public schools too. So maybe this is like a teaching, like a, a public speak, a public school, um, teaching point or something, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're like indoctrinated to think that I don't think so. I don't think that's how it is, but, um, yeah, I, I, does this guy have any, any, um, like loud vocal opinion about reunification? That I don't know. Is that about, just like about reunification? I, 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 I don't really see that like really ever happening or at least not anytime soon i mean the students aren't wrong about that there, there are some benefits i think in terms of this like land but i think that's really just about it and honestly reunification would be tricky because i mean you, you think there's a lot of people living in seoul now 
imagine if they suddenly opened the borders and everyone and would just like rush to to Seoul. The, the population here would just expand because nobody wants would want to be up up north again. Yeah, I it mean, would ta- it would it would be really rough on the South Korean economy at first. At first, from what I understand, right. it would like tank things, and then it would get better and overall improve. So um, maybe once the, it started to to combine, but at first it would be rough. So maybe the only way it would possibly be possible would be if maybe a new industry arose in South Korea that demanded a lot of human labor um, or mm. like, like, what do you call like unskilled workers? I'm not sure. I, I don't want to like yeah. disparage what? people of North Korea. They might all be like tech geniuses. I don't know. Um, but maybe, maybe they, that is the case, but whatever like the people are, are good at doing good at building good at, mm. um, if South Korea had that need in a, in a, yeah. you know, it'd be like, whoa, cool. Um, instant population demand filled. Um, Pretty much. But I don't know what that, that would be. And again, I have no idea what I'm talking about because this is <laughs> over my pay grade. Yeah. Right now. I just, I just Googled it, just Googled him. Cause I haven't really caught up the election. I can, I can tell you, I can tell the, the listeners to the podcast, this guy, he's got the greatest hair. He's got the greatest hair of any Korean president I've seen in a long time. Um, that's that's funny. I wonder if that has to do with, you know, one of the things that the other guy um, was promising for, for his election promise. Did you hear about his, his hair promise? No. What? <laughs> so the other guy, Lee Jae-myung, he was promising that if they if he was elected, he would add um, hair treatments to your uh, insurance coverage. Oh, wait, Jack said that. I thought Jack was just making a joke because Jack's bald. I thought it was just, he no. was terrific. Oh my God, that's real? The other guy was saying that, yeah, I mean, he lost, of course, so this isn't going to happen. But, yeah, uh, I mean, that's he why he that lost. It, that's, it, a it, dumb, it, that's a dumb thing to say. Like, people are like, that's not exactly uh, life and death and of the moment here. Yeah, I mean, if, if, yeah. if, that's, if that's part of your... your um, platform <laughs> i don't know man like what would be the counter of like uh and we'll we'll give makeovers to all the women who vote for me as well or you know like i don't know breast implants or something like what yeah it was uh, i mean the whole election was just filled with random stuff that both of them were saying like it it, it was Again, I don't want to go back to, to election too much, but it was like one person starts to gain ground and the other one just says something dumb and they both tank. But then the other person says something dumb and they both tank. It was just a lot of a lot of that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyway, so nuclear power. Yoon Suk Yeol wants to bring nuclear power back to to Korea, which again seems like a good thing. Just just because we need to cut coal, and and coal is yeah unsustainable, and we do have a lot of air pollution here, so it'll be good to to get some of those cut coal plants down and again korea has great tech for for nuclear power plants actually um i was talking with someone in our office just yesterday they were telling me the reason that korea has really good tech for nuclear power or one of the reasons is that they um they basically have made like the lego design for for nuclear power so instead of each power plant being unique they just have one thing it's just like this is a nuclear power plant and so they can build it anywhere and they can build it nice and easy and it's easy for anyone to repair because every power plant is the same okay so um, these which, are projects that we could probably see happening pretty quickly like most building projects in korea are really crazy fast 
<laughs> really quick. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully that'll be interesting to see, but I think nuclear coming here will be, yeah, it, it just seems that something that Korea should already do considering it's what they, it is what they do just in other countries. They just don't do it here. And that was purely political. And so that's why he wants to change that. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the whole Fukushima thing and the threat of earthquakes and tsunamis, since we've been here, I've been here during one earthquake. I remember I was, I was in, um, in Songdo, in uh, uh, Dongjaku, Fire mm. by by University. Yeah, he was when I was living over there. I remember I was sitting on my couch and I'm reading a book and I felt the couch move like it bounced. And mm. my thought was, like, my first thought was, goddamn neighbors. You know, I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> oh, right. And then I went back to my book for a minute. I'm like, wait a minute, the couch moved. What the heck did they do? You know, like it wasn't just like a little like bang on the wall. I'm like, I just moved one inch. What's going on here? And then that's when I found out there was actually it was like the um, the I don't know you call it, the shock wave or whatever from that earthquake. Mm. But typically, uh, a lot of people from a distance abroad looking at Korea, thinking East Asia, there's a lot of association with earthquakes and things like this because of Japan. But uh, right. Correct me if I'm wrong. Korea is not prone to these things like Japan. We don't no, really no, have the it, tsunamis and earthquakes. That's not really much of a thing. No, Japan is in that the, the ring of fire um, of you know like volcanic and it's like right on that tectonic plate. But Korea is just inside from it. So no, we don't get it here. Um, and so yeah, I'm not I'm not too worried about that. And again, even I mean a nuclear power plant that's well built these days is built to withstand you know, earthquakes and things like that. So I'm not at all concerned if, if that happens. It'd be interesting to see if they, if they can build it out rapidly, um, how much of an effect it would have on the uh, Mise Monji and mm, the pollution. Yeah. Because I don't know what, what year would you say was the worst? I think like 2017, wasn't that the 2017? Yeah. 18 it's definitely gotten worse and worse though like i remember when i came here i remember the spring you know you get the, the yellow dust and i remember my friends being like yo this is yellow dust I was like, what the hell is yellow dust you know it's the, the this the, um sand basically coming over from the gobi desert from from china and i was like well that's crazy but then i don't remember pollution being bad i just remember yellow dust being a thing but not pollution being a thing and then yeah, you know, like a few years after like on schedule yeah, exactly. It was spring. You're gonna have one or two weeks of, of yellow dust, and then and then that's it. But pollution itself wasn't a thing. And then now it's like, I mean, these days, you know, it's spring here, right? So it's you have one of two options: you have either amazing um, weather and shit air, or amazing air but shit weather. You know, it's cold and rainy or something like that. Yeah, just, just yeah, dirty yeah, in the spring. I feel like it has gotten a little bit better recently um around that time i think i want to say 2017 2018 um i shifted from running outdoor to running mm. on a treadmill in the gym because it just got to the uh, point where too bad yeah and i'm not one to be super sensitive to those things i'm not i mean everybody's body's different some people i know people that react very strongly to uh pollution in general they get sick uh, you know, um, not just like psychosomatic 
type of things. I mean, it's, it's literal, like there's hacking. Um, I don't tend to get bugged too much by that. I might come home from a run on a, on a nasty day. I have a little bit of a sore throat, but I can like take a shower and then I'm just good to go. But it got so bad. I couldn't, and I couldn't run. And, uh, so it actually forced me into the gym on a treadmill and I became the treadmill guy. Like I would go to the gym just to run the treadmill. So I would just camp on a treadmill for right. an hour. And, uh, yeah, I kind of forgot about that, that era when I moved over here. So that'd be 2019. That's when I started running Namsan and I haven't been to a gym since plus COVID of course. So I've just yeah. like to do the QR code and going to places and stuff. I just, run outside. That's fine. It's nice. I enjoy it. Um, but I feel like it's gotten better. It's gotten better a little they're, bit. They're definitely, I don't, it's definitely gotten less bad. <laughs> at least. <laughs> um, but yeah, there were a couple of years where it was epic. Let's see what this spring brings us. Hopefully, although COVID also just reduced pollution in general because things were closed down. So maybe that was, maybe it's global. Oh, that's a good point too. There's less energy being used. I mean, less business open. Although it's, less 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 uh, gogi fires <laughs> it's amazing when you pass by some gogi restaurants like the ones kind of out of town where it's like you know two or three floors of like gogi restaurant and you can see the smoke because they, they filter it all through from every table all, all together yeah and you know it's like they have like a proper smoke stack of just gogi grill <laughs> oh there's there's so, uh from my window here i'm looking down into huam market so i'm, I'm right on the t- i'm inside the the market and mm. on this end there's a, a series of course uh gogi restaurants and there's a duck galbi place that's i think mm. like a machi but it's a famous restaurant for the hood here and uh in evening time especially in the winter when it's cold i can look at my window and it's like like someone's throwing a party over there it's like a campfire just it's like straight up to the sky it's and gnarly you open the windows and it's just delicious smelling <laughs> Well, let's let's move to the second thing um because we we keep getting crazy off topic and this is fun but uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, jack's not here there's no rules <laughs> the, the second thing i think this is actually a more interesting or more fun uh cultural topic the other thing that yuntagil has has said and I, I, from the articles that i saw he said that he would do this during his campaigning and not he hasn't said anything since you know, officially being elected yet. So we'll see what, what actually happens. But he said he's going to get rid of Korean age. Now. Okay. I didn't catch this one. For real? Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't, let's, I don't really buy quickly, it. Let's, let's explain. Well, the thing is, I don't think he's going to get rid of it. But first off, let's explain what Korean age is. Because, I mean, if people have lived here before, they will know. But if they haven't, you know, I, I'm sure you've explained this to your family probably like a dozen times. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really strange if anybody's not familiar with it. It's It's quite odd yeah so so korean age is basically the the concept is that you you gain you're born at one year old right so your age starts more or less at conception yeah so so repeat that repeat that that point you're never like in korea you're never starting at like zero and then you're like one month old two month old you start at one right um and this is really weird when i I remember when i was first teaching it you know kids at hagwans I would meet like a kid and the parents would be like, oh, he's five years old, but he's not five years old. Like American age would be three or something. And now I just confuse the audience even more because I just said he's three when it should be five Korean. That's plus two, not, not plus one. So 
the way Korean age works, just to, to make it as, as simple as possible, um, every year at New Year's, you gain one year of age, right? Every year at New Year's, you gain one, one year of Korean age. Um, and then, and that's it. You just, you gain a new year of, of age. So, so right. So in now, a way, everyone's birthday, even though it's not birthday, but everybody's age right, day. Right. I, I, was, I thought that that's the way it was explained to me. They said the way it was explained to me the age first day, time was everybody's birthday sense. was the same, which, you know, semantically are like, I was like, I, that's not, how's that possible? This place is really crazy. They're all getting born on the same day too. What an organized country. This is phenomenal. Amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. How can they do that? <laughs> Run on the maternity wards on, on <laughs> January that, 1st. Yeah. Everybody stops what they're doing and they, they have a baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So your age day. So we can't, we can't do surprise parties on your age day, unfortunately, here because everyone happens at the same time. So everyone gains a year of age um, at, at January 1st um, in Korean age. But then, of course, your age doesn't actually change. So like right now, you and I, we haven't had our birthdays yet for this year. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Um, I am 39 normal age, but I am 41 Korean age. Now, after my birthday passes this year, I'll be 40 normal age, but I'll still be 41 Korean age because my Korean age won't go up until the next year. And then next year at New Year's, I'll become 42 Korean age, where I'll still be 40 Korean age. So is everyone thoroughly confused yet? <laughs> um, basically, you're, it, an easy way to do the math, at least, is you are your Korean age is plus two if it's before your birthday during the year and it's plus one if it's after your birthday during the year yeah i think i got that right Right. it's always plus one it's always a minimum of plus one if your birthday has already passed this year then just add one and that's your Korean age if your birthday has not passed this year add two and that's your Korean age um so yeah, it, for kids, it's really confusing because the difference between a three-year-old and a five-year-old is significant. So, you know, a kid whose birthday is in July, they're three years old, but their parents are like, oh, he's five, Korean age. I'm like, that's not a five-year-old. Like five-year-olds should be getting ready for school. This kid is just barely out of diapers. Um, but, you know, the difference between me, 39 and 41, whatever, that's not a, a big difference. It doesn't matter that much in terms of things. So, Where Korean age, oh, go ahead. I was just, I was just going to kind of jump into it i wanted to ask you i mean this is something that you know obviously i haven't really thought about this and it sounds like you have what's the like for two things first what's the practical application of it because um it's not used for legality right like it's not used for like the drinking age it is it, it is. is for drinking it, it, it 100% is so it's used how did you not know that i don't know for been drinking here for 13 years never paid attention to it i guess i was when i got here i was 30 i didn't care about it so talk, talk to your students about that for, for drinking age. So that's, that's what Yoon Suk-yeo wants to change. I don't think, when I said he wants to get rid of Korean age, it's a cultural thing. He's not going to just make people a different age, but he wants to change the legality of it. Well, there you answer my second question. I wanted to know what the application was and what he wants to change. So, right. I mean, that, that actually makes a lot of sense to me because that's, that's kind that's of absurd, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. So the thing is, so from what I understand, currently your birthday age our you know traditional age what people think about as as your age it it does apply still in korea for some things Um, according to this article that i found um, it applies right now to your taxes you know paying taxes for medical care you know if you if you go to the hospital when when you get your papers they they have your name and they list your age Mm -hmm. on it your age is listed as your normal age not your korean age in that case what about so it counts for medical care conscription actually according According to this article, military service is based on your age, age, your normal age, birth year age. 
Um, also, the Youth Protection Act yeah. is is based on that. So, like, what you're defined as an age. But then I know, and I don't know what else exactly, but I know for a fact that drinking age is is based on Korean age. So, students, you can drink in Korea at age 20, mm-hmm. Korean age 20. So, you know, some students are 18, some students are 19. But at New Year's, so that's why when students come into to university, almost all of them can start drinking already because they're 20 years old. Every now and then you'll have one or two who are early, you know, risers. And so they're like, everyone else can drink but me. And they're like the only one who-, who What about drink. what about other things like smoking? Smoking, I'm not positive. I, I, I would assume if, if drinking is based on Korean age, I would assume smoking is as well. Huh. So it sounds like, I mean, is that like the only real net effect is that he wants to basically raise the drinking age? Would it raise it? I don't know if he would raise the drinking age. They would probably just change it to like 18. It would actually lower it. Oh, yeah. So they wouldn't. They, okay. So yeah, maybe they. It wouldn't. Um, maybe they would lower it at the same time as. I mean, it, it just really surprises me. I literally had no idea. I never thought about it. Um, it. It surprises me that you would have a system where you're allowing someone who could be young enough or uh, old, not old enough to pay taxes. And hmm. not old enough to like, you know, military service, you're not being treated as an adult in like all these other ways, <laughs> but, but you're allowed to, but you're, and you're by, and the one thing that, that we're talking about, you know, it's not alcohol just as like, you know, your choice and the maturity to make the right decisions when buying and drinking, consuming alcohol, um, habit formations like that. You're talking about biology, like, you know, that's like someone's right. physical biology is, you know, you wouldn't give alcohol to a child, not just because it's like, they make bad decisions. Like you don't give alcohol to a toddler because they would make bad decisions under the influence of alcohol. You don't do it because their brain is still developing. Their body's still like, you're not supposed to be drinking when you're that young. Toddlers are just always making bad decisions. Well, this is true in the first place. Yeah. You just don't want to compound, you don't want to compound that. (laughs) So, but, but, but what I'm thinking is like the alcohol is the one that I think really belongs at like a set number, a biologic number, because it's, you're talking about your physiology. So that's kind of funny. To me. So I, yeah, I can what I would that. assume they would do for this is like for drinking. I, I don't know, actually, the article didn't mention how they would affect this, but probably like if the current drinking age is 20 Korean age, which means either 18 or 19 normal age, well, pretty much at the new year, everyone well, is going to be 18. I feel like I see 19 written everywhere. Or maybe it's because COVID-19 is written everywhere now. I swear I see 19 <laughs> written everywhere. No? Is it 20? Yeah. No, but I'm sure it's 20. Oh, I'm sure it's 20. Even. You are right about the, the 19, but I think I think that 19 is more about um, like when you watch the equivalent of an R-rated program, like TV programs or things like that, R-rated 19. Really? I feel like I see 19 written at the Pioneer Jump. You are right, but but I'm, I'm positive that the Korean drinking age is is 20 Korean age. I'm, I'm, I'm like 100% sure of that. But let's let's find out. But I guess this would be the only thing that they would change. Let's see. Uh, yeah, the legal drinking age in South Korea is twenty Korean age. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted to. Must be the COVID nineteen um, things I'm seeing everywhere. But no, you are you are right though about nineteen being a thing, and I've definitely seen that on bars. But but I know oh, okay. now I'm confused. Um, oh. I know it applies for TV shows and movies and things like that. So that might be just a different one. Like you have to be 19 to, to go into an R-rated movie or a 19 movie um, or, or things like that. Oh, but, 
so yeah same um but i've seen like tv shows where like we were watching one um that that was really violent and so it had like the 19 rating on the tv so i mean kids can turn it on of course oh yeah yeah yeah, definitely i've seen netflix i think i've seen netflix right the 19 there so maybe that's why i associate and that's just like a universal like like, parental feeling to me it's like parental warning more than anything so so i'm not sure in what ways all the the korean age is actually still used it it seems to be you know they used korean age for some things and and birth age for for other things and this is where yun suk yeol has promised to unify the, the the legal age counting method just to make things not confusing which yeah i mean kind of does make sense for for legal things at least i'm sure korean people would still talk about their age in korean age um probably because i mean you know how old they talk about it in korean like now like if you ask how old someone is you would say you know, like how old are you and you just say your number or they say like man your man age is your your birth age so it's like i'm 39 man is is that that age yeah i think it's pretty embedded into the the language and the culture i don't see that going away but now i understand better i don't i, I thought you were saying he was just like trying to flip the table and be like you know we're gonna we're gonna make our system you know like in an effort to be like more Western or something like this. It's not, it's not nothing. Right. It sounds like it's actually, it's not a cult. It's more of a legal thing than a culture thing. Like, I mean, we'll see what happens to the culture. I mean, if, yeah. if nothing uses Korean age, I can imagine people would, would, you know, start referring to themselves maybe as their, their birth age a little bit more. But I've, I've started, when people ask me how old I am here in Korea now, I don't actually tell them how old I am because it's just confusing to, to say, especially as a foreigner, you know, do they want my Korean age? Do they want my birth age? So I just tell them the year I was born instead. Mm-hmm. That's an easier math to do. It's just like, oh, I was born in 82. And then they can do the math themselves if they want. But for them, it's like, oh, now they, they know what, what it is. Do you, do you think there's much of a, as much of an issue with like, I think like like adolescent delinquency or what do you want to call it, um, like juvenile crime and things like that in Korea are generally less than in the U.S. I think that's I'd say crime in general in a lot of ways. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. I mean, that's not like a real brave statement. Like, okay, yeah, duh. But um, <laughs> at least in terms, I remember of types I, of crimes. I remember when I was uh, like a sophomore. June, I think it was a junior in high school and my friend's sister's friend had, he was like, it was really funny. He was like 26 or 27 and they thought his ID card looked like me. So they gave it to me. And, uh, so I went to buy, um, I went to try to use it and no one ever took it from me. That's Wisconsin too, probably, but I got laughed at a lot, you know? Like, I mean, I was like, I was like 110 pounds and like, I'm trying to pretend I'm like a 27 year old. I was just, <laughs> but, but that's like that type of thing. Is that, do you think that's, um, I don't really know any teenagers in Korea, like on a personal mm-hmm. level or I'm not around any teenagers. So what do you, I mean, you're, you're living with a Korean family and stuff. Like you're around like, you know, your wife's cousins and family do you think this is a thing like are are there is there an issue where like korean kids are going into like gs25 and like trying to you know with fake ids or trying to you know? i i've i've heard some things i don't think fake ids are really a thing here very much i think kids tend to know 
although this might be changing. I think they started cracking down on it. But I remember hearing that some like the smaller peony jumps and stuff like that, like kids would just know where they don't card and where they don't really care too much. Um, and so those would be the places where they could go and buy cigarettes or, or alcohol. Because from what I understand, high schoolers in Korea, I mean, you definitely see smoking in high schoolers in, in Korea. And, um, and drinking definitely happens in some cases. I don't think it's as much. Like, I don't think you have like big house parties and stuff in Korea, but I'm sure some Korean high schoolers do go out drinking. Um, but do you, you know, they find like, but do you see like, all right, so I see what look like younger people smoking cigarettes. Um, but, you know, most high school kids are wearing uniforms. I don't think I've ever seen, I've seen high school kids wearing uniforms. I've seen kids in uniforms. So, yeah. All right. That's yeah. pretty funny. Not okay. often, but, but yeah. That's good to know that like punk is alive here. That's good. <laughs> I don't <laughs> condone smoking, but for, for kids, but still, I kind of like yeah. it in a way. <laughs> yeah, I, I quit smoking. That was a, that was a good decision. I'm, I'm glad that, that I yeah. did that. But no, it definitely, I mean, Korean delinquency here is interesting. I, I never really thought about it too much. It's definitely, it's definitely a thing. I remember talking to students in the past. It's not like a thing as commonly, but you'll see like middle school students and it's kind of like a, a, almost a joke. It's like one of those true things that people joke about. It's like a group of middle school students who are like scary middle school students that even the high schoolers will like avoid. And they're like, you know, sitting in the corner, like smoking cigarettes and swearing and spitting <laughs> on the street and stuff like that. And, um, so, in their yeah, I mean, they're, they're name tags. <laughs> probably. Life. It, it definitely, it definitely is a thing, but I don't think there's much like, other crime i think that's probably the worst that they do i don't know and bullying i mean bullying is definitely a big thing here of course and that's a big thing everywhere kids kids are mean um but yeah so drinking age well, I, was, age. I was i was asking because if, if his his idea his initiative or whatever to change the to get rid of korean age uh for the purposes most likely it seems to normal uh, to normalize or rectify the drinking age i was wondering if it's due yeah. to some uh issue here backed by statistics that people mm. are becoming concerned about with teenage alcoholism or you know i don't think the thing is i think for us we're just pointing to the drinking age as the the thing that there's there's probably other things that use your korean age as well yeah, like you had mentioned just in that same breath, you had mentioned before, like some uh, different like welfare credits or things like this. Right. So like the, the article I had, they were saying like welfare and healthcare still uses your normal age. But I can imagine like, for example, um, like if you go into a museum, right, um, or go to, to go to a movie theater, you know, then there's like kids prices for for the museum entrance or, or adult prices. Those those ages are probably based still on Korean age. What about the age for marriage, like age of consent and stuff like that? I would assume that's based on Korean age, actually, but I don't know. Yeah, because that could be that feels that feels like that that's based on Korean. So, so there's more to it than just drinking and smoking. Those are just the things that we think of because right, yeah, that that our students are. are, Yeah, I'm sure there's more to it, and so he basically just wants to make everything just legally based. And I'm sure they will have to go and then define the ages. You know, it's drinking age is currently twenty. Korean age, well, if they changed everything to be using your your legal, your birth age, what will the drinking age be set to? They'll have to set a number. They're not going to just keep it 20 mm. because that would effectively raise it. So will they drop it to 19 or 18? I don't, and I don't know. Kind of a, as a tangent, I just wanted to ask you, as of everybody that I've known in Korea, 
like since I've been here, you were always one of the younger ones. So for listeners, Kevin's younger mm. um, by a few years. Um, and the people that have been like my, my friends, you're, you're probably the youngest, I think. Uh, I'm now, finally now, the, not the youngest one in our office. Damn it. Yeah. Uh, what, it's, what it's asking, taken 13 years of working there. When, when you originally came here, obviously you were younger. Um, yeah. At the time or any time since then, have you ever been carded to buy a beer in Korea? I think once. Really? I, I think so. But when it was really like ARC or what'd you show them? I, I might have. Yeah, probably that's what I showed them at the time. I, I think um, it, I mean, when I came to Korea, I was 25. Um, mm-hmm. and, and generally, they don't really card foreigners just in general, because even if you're a foreigner living here, you're probably an adult. Right. There aren't too many foreign like high school students. Yeah. Um, not that they don't exist, but they're just, you know, a much smaller population. And uh, so, yeah, I, but I, I think I got carded once years ago. And I, I, I seem to remember being just really confused <laughs> because, you know, for the first like year here, like, I could go in anywhere and never get carded. And I, I go back to the States and I would still get carded, although probably yeah. not now. I, I think um, finally, maybe I wouldn't. I know that I was with my dad and this is in Wisconsin. Um, where for listeners that don't know in Wisconsin, children can drink if you're with an adult, even in a public place. Mm. There's a few States. I think Florida's like this too. So typically pretty liberal with these types of things, but carding is not, I was with my dad. This is after I lived in Korea. So I was over the age of 30. My dad had to be, you know, well, you know, up to almost 60. Right. Yeah. Um, Late fifties. And we we're at like a gas station or something and picked up a six pack of beer and they carded both of us. Now, I don't think the, the worker there's a moron, like they're not looking at my dad and going, Hey, this must be a 18 year old. It's not what they're <laughs> thinking. I think it's just like, a, right. uh, there must be like just a policy for like that gas station. It's like, you know, we card literally everyone. So deal with it. Mm. Um, and yeah, my dad said nothing, showed his ID. And I was like, Oh, well, I haven't done this in a long time. You know, I've been living in. Right. Chicago prior and there's nothing like that but yeah I've never I've never been carded in Korea but I came here when I was 29 so right, was, right right yeah like I said I think if it happened I, I think I remember it happening one time you know like total but almost almost never it, it doesn't it's not really a thing um, huh anyway um so Speaking of drinking, then actually, and all this this carding thing is kind of interesting because this kind of leads into the, the the final little like article that I sent you. So when you mentioned carding, that's kind of funny. So when I first started drinking, actually legally drinking, was I, I did a semester in Europe. Right? I've told you that before in, in the Netherlands, and there in most countries in Europe, you can drink uh, at eighteen or nineteen. And so I was there when I was twenty, and so I was going to bars. I was drinking totally legally as as a student. For any non-American listeners who who we have right now. The legal drinking age in America is 21, right? Which is late, later than almost any country globally. And I remember when I went back to the States, then I was still 20. I hadn't had my birthday yet. And I was, I was still 20. And now I'd been drinking up for you know, six months because I, I was abroad. And I went to a restaurant with my mom. And I just wanted to have like a beer with dinner with my mom. I was back in the States after six months. She was like, welcome back. And the, the lady was like carding, carding me. So like, how old are you? And I was just like, oh, I forgot my ID. And my mom was like, no, don't worry. It's a small, small, small town. Don't worry. Don't worry. He's old enough. He's old enough. And the, the lady was just like, 
are you sure? And my mom was there like, my mom's vouching for me. She's <laughs> like, it's okay, it's okay. And they were still going to be like crazy mm. about, about carding me here. But the other thing that I found about this is because something else that was surprising to me after living in the Netherlands for a semester is drinking in public. And this is something that is, for me, again, when I was in the Netherlands, you can go out and you can like sit in the park and like have a beer. It's like no big deal. When I went back to the States, I'll never forget when I went back to the States one time, I was at this point legal drinking age. And I was hanging out with my roommates at the time. One of our roommates was downtown, you know, not really downtown, but small Flagstaff, Arizona, downtown. And we were going to go and meet them to at a bar. And I was like, let's, let's take a beer for the walk. You know, like it's our first beer of the night. We're nowhere near drunk. We're just walking the streets. We're not driving and, and going to drink a beer. My roommate's like, that's not a good idea. And meanwhile, I'm still in Europe mode because I'd just gotten back from from there and i was like that's fine and she's like are you sure? I'm like yeah don't worry we're just walking what, what could what could be wrong we start walking and flagstaff arizona has one of the largest per capita police rates of any other any other city actually um and so we're walking no more than like a block and the cop pulls us over and he's like tore it out I'm like, what? why what, what are we doing wrong you just you can't drink in public in the states in korea of course you can drink in public right i mean people generally don't but you know, legally, you can drink pretty much anywhere. I saw an article where Seoul City is thinking of making it illegal to drink at the Han River. On the river. Right. So, yeah. So for listeners, yeah. for listeners that don't know the the, uh, the layout of Seoul, it, I mean, just go look at a map. There's a giant river a kilometer wide that snakes to the dead center of the city. And that's the Han yeah. River. And there's parks lining both sides of it. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. The whole river is basically a park and it's great. It, I mean, it's a really nice park. There's great bike trails, there's great running trails. There's just all kinds of cool facilities there. And yeah, you can play like there's a, a lot of these same facilities. There's basketball, there's swimming pools, there's uh there's rock climbing. There's rock walls. climbing, there's tennis courts, there's uh, uh kind of workout there's um yeah, I mean, there's probably something new happening right now. They're, they're just there's always yeah and the han is great because it's so long as well that it's just like a, it's a, a basically a park that splits the entire city and you can go and just hang out anywhere in the park and just there's bi- the big screen down. tvs down down by the bumpo de Kyo. oh the, right uh, yeah giant screen tvs they'll they'll do films or they'll do uh right right uh, uh, football um there's food trucks there's yeah, if yeah you, there's you don't know everything. you don't know the, han, don't is, the, the han, han is a nice place to go hang out yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's it's springtime now, so it's a great place to go have a picnic at the Han. And and one of the things that was really Blossoms, yeah, yeah, um, one thing that was really I don't know just normal is to go and have have a pint at the Han, right? I mean, you and I have ridden our bikes down to the Han and just like had a pint and then rode our bike home, right? It's just a great place to just go and, and chill. And so they want to make drinking illegal at the Han River. Um, why do you think this is? I have I have some theories. Why why do you think they want to do this? I have I have some I have a rebuttal to it, even though like I'm not a fan of like public intoxication. I think it's and right. like, I think Korea actually does pretty. I mean, there's plenty of people like stumbling around drunk or whatever. Korea definitely imbibes more than the global average. Um, but for the most part, Korea seems pretty well organized with public drinking. Wouldn't you agree? Like you don't have people drinking at the bus stops. You don't have people. Yeah like walking down the street, even eating, like that's just, it's culturally not a thing. Like you'll have yeah, people sitting outside of a Pyeongchang of a 7-Eleven and it's actually designed for that. They mm-hmm. have picnic benches set up there. 
uh, we talked about some different episode. Like it's the cheapest bar in the world. You go into the seven 11, you can grab, I really like it because if you don't want to have Agreed. alcohol, you can have a soda or whatever. There's you can snacks. You can have literally anything. There's, there's a uh, uh, Google mother's uh, sweet potatoes being roasted in on rocks. You can grab one of those along with like, you know, a, a bottle of green tea if you want to be healthy. Um, and it's all cheap. And I like that. So I would, I would actually say I'm, I'm against this idea of banning alcohol in the Han because I think the, the Han river culture, uh, there's an economy there that you'd be damaging. It's for me, it's an alternative to going to a, a restaurant or a bar for a meeting. Just like you yeah. said, like, Hey, wouldn't it be nice for us to hop on our bikes, bike, you know, 15 K to the river to have a pint and bike home. That sounds pretty healthy, nice out in nature, a great way to meet a friend and say hi. Uh, you know, especially during COVID restaurant. where we don't want to go to a restaurant. Yeah, like, totally. To meet out. Yeah. You put your feet up, you're watching the passerby, you know, the bikes go down the bike trail. Um, that doesn't that sound lovely? Like, and for a lot of people, to the choir, I think that's great. Yeah. For a lot of people, like the meetup, like to have a pint and a snack, that's still going to be like a thing they're going to want to do. And what are they going to do? They'll be like, well, we'll just meet at pub instead. You know, it'll, it, it'll mm -hmm. deflect a certain percentage of people. Some people still prefer the, the idea of taking a bike ride, being on the river. Sure. But I think that whole economy of the river, like, you know, the food trucks that are over by Yoido. They, um, I gotta check it out oh sometime. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a yeah. long time, but I, I, I've seen them. Yeah. So when I lived on that side of the river, um, I think that was kind of starting up. It was like a freaking party every weekend. It was awesome. They've got DJs. They've got, um, I mean, not just like the food trucks, but there's all different types of entertainment and uh, it's all lit up. There's so many people. It's like being at a carnival and it's so much fun. Yep. And I really think if they took the alcohol permit out of that, it would gut a big percentage of that party and it's going to damage that economy. You're going to see the food trucks go away. You're going to see. Yeah. And, and, and again, I, and I, I will, I will agree with you as well. Like you said, you know, like public, public intoxication, I mean, again, you're going to have those, those few people that are, that are stumbling around, but in general, even though you've got the ability to drink in public, people aren't, you know, getting hammered at, at the Hunter. I mean, some people do at the Hunt River, but not that many, you know, people are just, they're like having a pint because it's a nice beverage. It's, it's just something chill to drink. So I, I definitely agree with you on that. I don't, I don't think this should be like, there's a, no a riots. Band. There's no, there's no like, there's no. no like, like kids out there rioting, getting hammered and like chucking beer. I, at people. It's not, not a thing. I think the reason for this is not because of um, alcoholism or public intoxication reasons. I think they're worried more about um, trash. They're worried about the people, not like you and I who go out and have a pint like during the day and, you know, ride our bike back. They're worried about the people who go to the Hun River and and get a bunch of beers and go out with their friends and they're there until two or three in the morning and leave the trash out on the street. Yeah, I've done some late rides, man. I see what you're saying. Like I've done some late or like you've kicked off early on your bike, right? Like you get up just before mm. daybreak or something and you go out and it's before they had a chance to clean. It's like, holy hell, there's some ripped yeah. up sections. Like what the hell happened here? <laughs> yeah, and I think that's because like, the, the law was talking about how they want to make it illegal to, to drink at the Han River. This isn't to drink outside, right? It's not outside drinking is illegal. It's specifically the Han River. So, yeah. Right. So like drinking at the Pioneer Jump at the convenience store will still be legal because if you're the asshole who leaves your cans and everything out on the table, well, 
the worker there, that's their job to clean that up. And, and you should still clean up your own shit, but that's, that's their job. There's someone responsible for it. Whereas at the Han river, you know, you're responsible for your own thing. And the people who are drinking late at night are more likely still, some people will still clean up their thing, yeah. of course, but, but Man, are can, more can, likely to, to leave it. Yeah. I can see your point here. So yeah, let's picture it. So if most Pony Jums, uh, convenience stores in the city now have those wooden decks like Jack was talking about, the little little mm. patios, right? That's the property of the owner of the 7-Eleven and they're going to maintain it, right? Because that's their property. Right. The the 7-Elevens on the convenience stores on the Han, because they're, they're in the park. So the park has these convenience stores like every you know couple kilometers or whatever. The same thing. They have little patios and decks and stuff right there. And they're going to maintain that. They'll get pretty thrashed, like the ramen noodle stand and stuff. I mean, it gets pretty crazy because there's just so yeah. many people. But th th that'll be, be maintained. But if you're going to the river and you're meeting like 10 of your friends, you're not going to hang out on the patio. What are you going to do? You're no. going to load up on your snacks. You're going to take your plastic bags, your plastic bottles, all your cans, all mm -hmm. your wrappers and everything, all your food. And you're going to hike off into the park. Now, where might you go in the park? The park is huge. It's the length of the whole city. Like right. there's so much of that in between space that's public management. So I could see it being yeah, something where the grass. I could see it being something where it's like you can only drink on the patios. You know what I mean? What? Well, I'm just in general for laws. I'm I'm not in favor of blanket bans. Yeah. Right. I, I think that's the issue here. Like if I mean, not that I have any any say in public policy but if i were to make this law I, i'm not necessarily opposed to making it illegal to drink at the park but i think they should just do it like a time limit you know if you want to have like a pint during the day cool because generally people during the day are not the ones that are going crazy but you know like, let's say that you can't drink at the Han river, or at least the, the pointer jumps at the Han river can't sell after midnight or something like that okay right so like I mean, that might be one thing that they they could do to yeah, reduce but they would still, the crazy people. I'm still thinking like Yoido and the food trucks down there, like Bonpo. Um, a lot of even even though like, do you know if you go from my side going? Right, but those are there during the day, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like that during the day, that would be okay. Yeah, but but think about but it, like like, at, like have have you have you biked past like if you go over from well you're on the same side of the river as me. So if you go over the Bonpo headed south and you go to the left, there's that first. Mm -hmm. Is it a GS25? I don't even know what it is. It's it's big one. It's like the biker rally. So all the all the people pedaling. That's like the bike racks. They got the you know what I'm talking about? I think so. It's been a while since I've been so down there. Over the Bonpo. Or not actually the Bonpo. Yeah, you and I Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then you go to the left. If you go to the right, right, right. the funky architecture things that are floating in the water and the big screen TV, and that goes towards our campus. Right, right, right. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if you go to the left, there is um one of the biggest like like penny jump scenes so mm, yeah i know like, when you're talking about yeah these are like convenience stores I think you and i've met up down there on steroids time. yeah you can get like there's like on on site there's fried chicken and there's the again the ramen noodle uh creation stage, the stage. yes the ramen, the ramen noodle stage yeah. i'm calling it that from now on it's the stage yeah uh it's very involved and if you ever walk in there during the day, it's shoulder to shoulder. You've got to, you know, just to get through the counter and they're just cranking people through. Um, mm. Okay. So I can see what you're saying. Like during the day, there's a lot of, a lot of uh, business being done, but that place is open. I mean, I don't know now with COVID, but 
it was open quite late. And if you go there at night, people have their tents put up. Lots of tents in the river. Yep. Imagine that, like all the tenting. A lot of people are out there. Um, really common scene. I see our tents, couples, cooking, food, and wine. Yeah. I see bottles of wine, mm. like a lot of wine, uh, but whatever. And, and they're having their little camp scene. You're not camping. I mean, that's not really happening until after sundown. So is that all going to go away? No, that's really taking away I mean, a lot of charm for the, the riverfront. I agree with what you're saying. I'm picturing all the pizza boxes and mayhem underneath the bridge. Exactly. It's that's terrible. Yeah, I'm not I'm not in favor of the law because I, I like to you know go out and have a pint and we should do this before before it becomes illegal if it if it will. <laughs> because one, like one the fine go on. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, the, the day before everyone's just gonna go crazy. But yeah, it's something that I don't know. It's interesting. And this isn't like 100% through going to go through yet. It was just like being considered and being sent to to law. But it it might be illegal to to drink at the Han River in the near future. Yeah. Aside from aside from like aesthetics and things that I like about the city, and that like maybe some people are like I don't like seeing tents and people drinking wine in the river. It's trashy, <laughs> right? Okay. My opinion aside from all that, let's just look at the the economics of it those businesses and especially like the, the food truck scene or um, mm. even those, those like those piano jumps and stuff they're they're going to get gutted. If you take that away, Yeah, I would be more like if the problem is really the trash in the park, which is what I would imagine. Again, the piano jumps are taking care of mm. their own decks and you know, little their, their area, their landscaped area. That's theirs. If it's really about the in-between spaces, people, you know, taking road beers and chucking them in the river and stuff. Maybe the solution isn't to ban the alcohol. Maybe as an alternative, they could do something where they just create absolutely punishing fines. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be opposed to that actually. I, I think they have tried to crack down. I think they have sent people out there. I've seen actually news articles like on our news uh, bits on TV where they like send people out at night and just to, to film it because yeah, it is pretty bad, but they would need to police it. That could work. So that would be, but then that's another cost as well to police it. So I don't know. This, this is, this is Ryan and Kevin trying to tell Korea what to do with their economic policies. You're welcome, Korea. We're fixing you again. You are welcome. But let us keep our beers at the river. Yeah. <laughs> we know what's best for this world. Let us tell you. Is, I don't know. I don't know. Another problem solved. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I think we should wrap it here. I think uh, we've rambled yeah, enough about Jack. We carried on pretty well without him, though. We do okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jack, we don't guy. need you. Where, where, where the hell is he? <laughs> no, but come, come back. We'll, we'll, we'll be back. Yeah. Um, I, can, yeah I, so. can I do the? Can I do the 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 ending? I'm not sure if I know how to do, do it. Do it to, Okay, we're called, tell people where to click. I'm, I'm, I, have, I, sh, I like never pay attention. Let's see. We're called the Soul Patch. That's S C O U L. Did I spell it right? Like the city. The with you know the article in the front. Um, the Soul Patch. Dot com. Is it? Did we get dot yes. com? We got dot com. We do. Nice. Um, <laughs> yes. We have an email address that I'm guessing is probably like Gmail. Um, podcast at the Soul podcast at the soulpatch.com. Yep. Did I say that right? Okay. We are on, I know he always says Stitcher. I don't know what that is, but it sounds fancy. And we're uh, Apple Podcasts. He says 
please leave us a review. So do that. And um, we'll have this up on YouTube as well if you want to see our faces, um, which of course. you already are seeing our faces because you're listening to this. That's kind of a dumb thing to say. So if you want to review this, you go to Stitcher, you go to Apple Podcast, probably Spotify and some other things as well. We have a Patreon button somewhere on some site. On the web page. It, says, the it says buy a coffee. Yeah. Um, so um, Jack always says, you know, you don't have to. I'm going to say you have to. If you've listened to this, you have to give us money for coffee. It's actually, it's a- Or hundred for beers. For, for hundred for beers. Yeah, that's acceptable as well. So if you're listening to this and you don't put push the Patreon button, the- the new president is going to come after you and um, punish you. So the new law. Might. Yeah. Okay. At the end. Is that the end? Okay. <laughs> right. It is. Enjoy Good night. Later. Good night. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I like to pay a couple respects to the people that made me what I am today. Gotham Gear. Kiss all my love. Kiss all my love. The quiet man. Kiss all my love. Kiss all my love. The brain. Hey Bobby. Let the bass go. Call me a phenomenon. 